Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Harry's Code, a Dexter podcast. I am the host with the most, uh, alongside uh, another host with the most, but I'm Josh. That, that's uh, that's what matters. <laughs> What's up, Josh? This is uh, obviously this is Kente, and we've been off for quite a while, um, but a little bit, a little bit. I'm excited to get back and do some more Dexter talk. Absolutely. So how have uh, you been, sir? I've been good, actually. I've been pretty good, staying out of trouble. Yeah, right. I mean, really? Yeah, I've, I've stayed out of trouble. You know, and uh, I, I'm I'm proud of it. I'm proud. Well, that's good to hear. Well, for those of you that are just joining us for the first time. Uh, Dexter's Code, uh, Harry's, De- Her- Harry's Code, a Dex- that's us, Harry's Code, a Dexter podcast, is a show that talks about one of our favorite shows, Dexter. But it is it is also something else, uh, Kente, it's, uh, what is it? You like it's to say a, it all the time. It's a... A place to to go to relax and to talk about our favorite murderer. Well, I was gonna say, uh, you know, it's also a call-in show. Ah, yes, it's a live show. You know, you always, you be trying to throw them landmines at me. <laughs> it's been a while, man. <laughs> yes, it's a call-in show, so you guys can make your voices be heard. Uh, you can do that by calling at area code three four seven three two six nine five four one. Once again, that's area code three four seven three two six nine five four one. When you call in, uh, press one so that you can be entered in the host queue. And the first chance we get, we will take your call. Promise, Scouts Honor. Promise. Uh, and everyone that's ever called before, and you know, you're going to call us out on the fact that we never took your call. Well, we weren't Boy Scouts then. <laughs> right. Right. Okay, so now that the introduction's out of the way, out of the way, now that people know the phone number to call in, I guess we're gonna get down to business, sir. 
So first right. things first, Dexter News. Dexter News. All right. Uh, we've been gone a long time, and uh, pretty much the only thing we really got is that they confirmed this will be the final season of Dexter. I know. I know. Uh, don't cry, everybody. But it might be the end for the show, Dexter, but it may be the beginning of a spinoff, possibly. Uh, there's talk. Arr- yeah, we remember we joked about it like uh beginning of uh the show, a possible spin off and said spin off could revolve around the character of Deb. Yeah, a Deb spin off. So that could is be interesting. Muy interessante. Hey, more Deb sounds good to me. <laughs> oh, by, by the way, can can I throw out some just, you know, personal props, pat myself on the back real quick? Mm-hmm. I have, uh, as you know, been a college student for the first time in 12 years. Mm-hmm. And I have taken, you know, psychology, Spanish, uh, a film class, and a literature class. And they all seem to have one thing in common other than me. They uh, They all have the letter A next. To my grade. <laughs> so that's right. Oh man. Ugh. Uh, A's, bunch of A's, all A's except for that algebra. We we don't count that. Um. So yeah, pat myself on the back. I got A's. Well, I don't want to take anything away from you, but it was much harder to get A's in college twelve years ago. <laughs> it's a little easier now. I resent that, sir. <laughs> Twelve years ago, you wouldn't have got those days, buddy. That's true. Uh, the first time I took Spanish, I uh, I think I got a um, what's it called? An F. <laughs> now it's an A. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a so, honorary. You're an honorary uh, Spanish person now. I am. <laughs> Donde esta la biblioteca? <laughs> so, still, the good people, what we're up to tonight? Well, we are going to continue with um, season four of Dexter. I know it's been a while, but uh, we're excited to get back into it. Um, as we, you know... As you've heard, if you listen to the show, that we are huge fans of season four, and so uh, we're excited to talk about it. Yes, and now that uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's just me, but I've been having some issues with Google Chrome and anything Google, but Firefox is working. Yeah, that's a plug. Um, so I will be able to uh, be more effective in my conversation. All right. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> so, why don't you catch people up on what's happened so far? All right. Um, well, this is season four, so um, essentially what happened was um, Dexter's now living with his three kids in his new home in suburbia, and he's having a tough time dealing with it. 
Um, and also we have this killer that's going around called the Trinity Killer, uh, and we know that it's played by John Lithgow, but we don't know quite at this point everything that's going on. The, uh, we did review the first two episodes of the season, Living the Dream and Remains to be Seen. So now we're on Blinded by the Night. Light, I'm sorry. So episode 39 overall, three of season four is Blinded by the Light. This is directed by Marcos Siega, written by Scott Buck, and it premiered originally on October 11th, 2009. Okay. So, Blinded by the Light. Um, This episode is... I remember this episode being very, very, very good, as were most this season. So, Blinded by the Light, we open up with a new uh, neighborhood barbecue at Dexter's and Rita's place. Rita found out that Dexter lied about his medical clearance, and and will now be doing all of his driving for the next few days. So in, in um, the previous episode... Can I, sure. can I interrupt you real quick? Yeah. Um, can Can you tell me the name of the, the episode again? <laughs> Blinded by the light. Wrapped up like a deuce, another runner in the night. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, blinded by the light. Yeah? No? Mm. Carry on. All right. So we're at the barbecue. And, um, you know, as I just said, got through saying, uh, Rita found out that Dexter lied about his medical clearance. So Rita oh is basically going to be driving driving um, him around for the next few days. Uh, Dexter learns that there's a neighborhood vandal. Uh, somebody's been going around vandalizing the neighborhood, and and uh, the people at the the barbecue are talking about it. Also, Dave Dexter is introduced to the neighbor Andy and his son Jesse, who appears that that uh, Aster, um, Dexter's uh, stepdaughter Aster, has a crush on him because he's kind of he comes off as kind of the cool guy. I think he was like a uh, a uh, musician or something like that, a drummer. Or He's something. an asshole, right? But Aster, of course, has a crush on him because you know women love assholes. <laughs> yeah, um, some women do, but others are like, "Don't put that in there." I swear to God. <laughs> so, Andy's wife. We find out that she passed away just last year. So, um, yeah, that's it's, something. It's that, a sad tale. Yeah. Um, which you know Dexter can relate to. Well, let me shut up. <laughs> let me shut up on that one. Because he uh, killed his lover. Up, huh? mm-hmm. He killed his lover. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the one that he, um, not cheated cheated with Rita on. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, that sorry, that still pisses me off. Um, now, Dexter is Dexter is still struggling with his relationship with Aster. Um, I believe this is the episode where Dexter is attempting to try to um, fit in, and that that neighbor asshole guy, the, not Andy, but the other neighbor, 
Um, wait, wait. Did you just say he's trying to fit into his neighbor's asshole? <laughs> no, I did not say that. Okay. The neighbor guy, the asshole. Not Andy, who's an asshole, but the different asshole, the one that lives directly next door. Uh, as a way of being funny, he pushes uh, Cody into the pool. And everybody gets this big laugh. He gets this big laugh and all of this. So Dexter, in his effort to try to, to fit in, pushes Aster in against, you know, remember that thing? Uh-huh. And, uh, and it doesn't have the desired effect because uh, Aster being a young girl, I think she's like 13 now at this point, uh, that she's embarrassed in front of the girl, the guy he has a crush on and she's humiliated and Dexter looks like a total asshole. <laughs> oh my God! Why did you do that to me? I'm gonna die. <laughs> Not yet, little girl. I mean, I mean, uh, okay. She lives. I'll say it. She lives. I'll <laughs> <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> All right. So then we see that night. We see the Trinity, and he drives um, Carla. To an empty warehouse. Now Carla is the one that uh, that he came across with the dog. And I think what do you call him? Yeah. Uh, sniffles or something like that? Buttons or whatever. And he said this is his dog, Buttons or something. It's one of those kind of names. And then he ends up letting him go, and he goes uh, whatever. Anyway, that was in the previous episode. Um, uh, Trinity takes. Carla up to the fifth story ledge and tells her it's time for you to jump. So, <laughs> what a shitty thing to do, right? To basically get someone to where they have to decide on whether they want to live or not by, you know, telling them they need to jump off. You know, that's really fucked up. Because I uh, remember, uh, she says no, she begs for her life, and he basically says, if you don't do it, I'm going to kill your husband and children. Hello? I'm so I'm st- still here. You were doing a oh, okay. great job. So, I, so, uh, I figured I could uh, skip a few jokes. Okay, so uh, Carla, uh, Carla accepts her fate, and then she asks Trinity to push her. And Trinity says he won't. It doesn't work that way. So then she lets go and falls to her death. And before, you know, leaving, Trinity wipes something on the ground near one of the, Carla's hands. And First of know. all, i got to say, for mm-hmm. a mother that just has had her family threatened, the fact that she didn't do anything is kind of unsettling to me. Well, what did you think uh, she would do? Say that again? What do you think she would do? Do anything. Fight back. Do something. Yeah, but she might have got murdered. <laughs> no, she might have gotten killed, or the other option was be killed by forced suicide. Hmm. <laughs> you know, forced suicide, To Remember, later, uh, uh, we already covered the season, so we can talk about it. But in the the last season... Remember, the guy was forced to commit suicide by the bad guy, <laughs> you know, which was a really shitty, shitty proposition there. Okay, so um, 
the okay. So the next morning, Don, Dexter's in front of his fence, and he's been uh, his head is a uh, fence spray painted. I guess that's the work of the the neighborhood vandal. I, I love these names of the neighborhood vandal. It's, it's so you know clever, right? So anyway, so Harry appears and he tries to he tries to convince Dexter that the neighborhood and the family have put him in a dangerous spot. And basically is uh oh um Dexter finds a, a the can of spray paint. So being the fact that he's a um you know, he he works in forensics and stuff. He takes the 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 uh the can of spray paint hoping to find a um print. Okay. So So, uh we go on to Anton. Anton uh tells Deb that he got a local job, meaning that he won't have to leave home and on the cruise ships, which surprisingly or not surprisingly, uh Deb is not all that great that excited about. So, you know, there you go. You would think she would be very excited about this. Right, you know, and and see, here's the thing: is um, Deb is looking in another direction, <laughs> you know. So uh, all of a sudden, yeah, like maybe in the that... direction of a time machine. I know, right? The guy is like an old fuck. Anyway, so uh, and and no pun intended, you know, right there. But uh, anyway, so <laughs> that was good. Props to you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I will be performing at Yuck Yucks this Friday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is so funny. So remember Quinn, uh, I think it was the last episode or before that, uh, saw that Dexter caught him taking money from a crime scene. So ever since then, it's so funny because it went from Quinn being pissed at Dexter going off on him. Now he's kissing Dexter's ass, right? So... <laughs> He's trying to bribe Dexter with dolphin tickets, dolphins, Miami Dolphins football game, which he obviously doesn't know Dexter because Dexter is the last guy to care about something sports related. You know, the only sport he cares about is murder. You know, so so uh, um, he takes the tickets and then he um, gives them to our good friend. Our good friend um, uh, Vince Masuka, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not uh, telling Quinn, of course, um, which I, I thought was pretty funny. Um, all right, so uh, Dex, Vince, Quinn, Deborah—they're all at the the scene of the suicide. The, the, well, the the Trinity, you know, had the woman jump, <clears throat> and. Um, they examine the body, and Dexter wonders, is this about Trinity, right? While Quinn, you know, the great detective that he is, is uh, leaning more towards suicide. At that point, this is when Lundy shows up. And Lundy, you know, and Deborah, they have their little moment where uh, Lundy tells Deborah that... uh, 
you know, that, oh, I'm glad to see you, and, you know, uh, they have their, you know, they have their moment. Um, then... Sorry, my notes aren't as detailed. That's why I'm not chiming in as much. No, you chime in. <laughs> All right. So, uh, anyway, so Lundy uh, Lundy uh, looks at the crime the crime scene and guesses that correctly that Carla and her husband had um, two a husband and two kids, and that imagines that this is very similar to a death that happened before. You know, so once again, you're starting to see where where um, Lundy is putting the dots together that this is in fact a Trinity killing. Now, oh, finally, um, he knows how to catch or at least identify a serial killer. You know what's so funny? I, I was just about to mention that Lundy. When we first see him in season two, we are led to believe that he is the greatest catcher of serial killers. You know, that he's, in fact, the best guy in the job. But as far as we've seen on both uh, season two and four, that he is, like, the worst. He has, like, he's 0 for 2. <laughs> he's, like, you know, we're, we're seeing him at his worst. Maybe they should do a spinoff of Lundy being more successful, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like like a prequel show, you know, where Lundy actually catches the serial killer. You know, but <laughs> I mean, are you impressed with what you've seen so far? <laughs> I know you're absolutely right. When we see Lundy <laughs> the first time, his whole thing is, you know, I'm the serial killer catcher. I bag them all. And uh, what we actually see is, hmm, I'm not really good at this, am I? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially when that whole Dokes thing happened, he's like, "Oh yeah, 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 him. That definitely him. All the evidence points that way. I guess we're done here." <laughs> now, could you could we say he was blinded by a vagina because he got hot and heavy with Deb? Maybe that kind of threw him off his game. Now, I'm not saying you know that Deb is not, you know, but I don't. Think it's blinding if you catch my drift. <laughs> Maybe he's like, hmm. It's someone that's young enough to be my granddaughter. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just assuming ages here. Okay, if Jennifer Carpenter is listening. I don't share his uh, opinion. Your vagina, I'm sure, is blinding. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Deb. I'm sorry. Well, Deb, Deb the, uh, the uh, fictional character. <laughs> yeah, you know, she's a workout alcoholic, and on with the story. <laughs> uh, we should, yeah, we should do a special show dedicated to his uh, Deb's uh, coochie uh, blinding. <laughs> That'll be like a special episode, bonus episode, I guess. When the series go through all the people that she's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, I should I should say that it's uh, it tracks some interesting characters. That's all I'll say. All right, so so um, uh, Dexter arrives home and learns that the neighbor 
This is that jer- jerk neighbor. I can't think of his name. Elliot? Elliot, there you go. High five. Elliot has yeah. installed a motion-activated security spotlight shining on his house. Okay, mm-hmm. first of all, I don't know what kind of neighborhood you live in. I wish somebody would do that, aiming at my house like that, uh, to illuminate when I'm home and not. I would have shoved that thing so far up his butt. <laughs> you know, like, are you serious, dude? Mm-hmm. Can you capture uh-huh. that line? What? That, can you just capture that, uh, uh, what you would have done with it line? I, oh. I want that for my ringtone. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would have, yeah, there would have been a spotlight up his ass. But, uh. <laughs> I, I live uh, not in the middle of nowhere, but I'm, I'm very secluded. I'm happy. <laughs> uh, okay. Do you have, like, is it, like, kind of like, um, um, I am legend, you know, kind of area. <laughs> I was like, you know, where you and the the dog have to check the perimeter and all that stuff. Well, we can check, but there's not anything out there. <laughs> okay, not even creatures, huh? No creatures. <laughs> okay. All right. So inside, Rita is hosting a neighborhood watch meeting that Dexter <laughs> has no idea about. <laughs> Another thing that would have pissed me off, like, can you tell the brother? Can you text me? <laughs> you know. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, uh-huh. to go back to the floodlight. Mm-hmm. Um, was he, uh, or was somebody blinded by the light? Blinded by the light. There you go. Ding ding ding. Bam. Bam. Do that together. We should do that every time where the title comes in. We should have like a little ding, 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 ding. There you go. That's where you have the title. Uh, Outstanding. I wonder how much and thought the, went into titling this. I'm pretty sure they were listening to, uh, what was it, Bruce Springsteen? Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, we got to figure out a way to work that into the show. Hey, does anybody have a name for the show? Well, I was listening to Springsteen on the way in, and uh, <laughs> we can call it Wrapped Up Like a Deuce. No, no, no. How about Blinded by the Light? We have that light in the show, so we can, yeah, we'll just name it after that. Oh, fine. Thank God they weren't listening to uh, Bieber. <laughs> What's this episode called? Uh, baby, Baby, Baby O. <laughs> You know what? I would be surprised if in the last season there is one like that, since they like to use song titles as episode titles. We'll keep on the watch for that. Little Beebs little action. <laughs> okay, and every time an episode uh, has a song title for a name, we will um, acknowledge that. Okay, we'll do that. There you go. All right. Okay, so... So we're back at the stupid uh, neighborhood watch party. Uh, Which is, by the way, a terrible neighborhood watch program. (laughs) Right. And you know what's so funny, too, is Dexter kind of has this thing like, you know, these regular people. You know, like, you know, like he's kind of just like, oh, I got to sit here and, you know, 
I believe the thing that Dexter says in his head, I'm not sure if this is the right time, uh, but uh, let's see if I can get my uh, Michael C. Hall thing going on here. Hold on. The danger of community is that those who don't belong are looked upon with suspicion. Those of us who work alone, the lone wolves, risk being singled out. (laughs) Dang, that's pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. If he ever, you should do the ADR for him from now on. Yeah. <laughs> What's you doing? Banging some broad. You busy, Josh? Nope. <laughs> hey, you might, you might. He might like you so much, he'll take you on the road with him. <laughs> yeah. Or what if they're like, well, the show Dexter is over, but the the audio drama will continue. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> So, this right. really Look. awful neighborhood watch meeting. Right, and and Aster and Jesse are flirting. Mm. Remember that? Wait, that's wait, the minor. <laughs> so, and then he tells uh, her that Andy recently has been laid off. That's her, his father. And so, oh. De- so Dexter. He grabs a soda can that Jesse's fingerprints is on because, you know, he thinks that he might be the neighborhood vandal. So we'll we'll hang on to find out if that's so. So uh, in the office, uh, now we go to Dexter's office, uh, he finds a fingerprint uh, fingerprint on the spray can, and it is, in fact, Jesse's. Dun-dun-dun. No way. The douchebag kid... Is in actuality a douchebag? <laughs> so, cutting to Quinn. Quinn still doesn't buy Lundy's theory that Carla was the victim of the the uh, Trinity killer. Um, also, uh, while this is going on, uh, La Guarda and uh, Angel leave together to interview um, uh, a lead for the uh, Rose case. Um, so uh, Deborah, Deborah um, continues on, and she is looking for some information and finds out that an eerily similar jumping death occurred 30 years earlier at the same warehouse. So the plot is thickening. So Lundy's starting to look like a prophet. Yeah, he's uh, he's gaining back some cred. Other, <laughs> you know, the fact that. He was working with two people. One, a uh, person uh, accused of being a serial killer, and the other actually being a serial serial killer. (laughs) Just saying, I'm not going to let that die. (laughs) So that's strange choice of words there. So Anton arrives, and Deb has this look like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" (laughs) You know, like. Hey, this is my sanctuary away from you. Why are you here? <laughs> you know, like, that's the look. Not, hey, baby, you know, like, when you love someone, you want to be around them. When they show, you know, when they show up, you're not, you don't go, ugh, you know. <laughs> the look on her face is like, oh, God. You know, like, poor Anton, who almost gave his life for this chick. <laughs> yeah. He gave up skin. 
Right. Yeah, he sure did. He put, he got let's just say he had skin in the skin. game. He actually put skin in the game. <laughs> okay. The, and here, how was he? How was he paid back? Uh, <laughs> that's that's the kind of thing where, as a man, you should be like, I have no fears of my woman ever being unfaithful to me because I had most of my back taken off with a knife. <laughs> Why to help her job? <laughs> but hopefully, how women forget what you sacrifice for them. I'm just saying. Yeah. Not even a season in between. <laughs> oh, shit. And, and you know, the funny thing is, Anton is, like, nice. You know, he's not a jerk. He she actually, you know, he actually get, neuters himself to, be, you know, like, you could tell he's a guy who's kind of a player and all that stuff and probably wasn't, you know, the, the guy that settled down with and all that. But he, he fell in love with her and neuters himself, and he's on the straight and narrow and all of that stuff. And see what happens, fellas, when you're nice. Nice guys finish last, and they get no ass. So, yeah. Uh, maybe the spinoff show's about him. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, what is he up to, right? <laughs> all right, so talking about awkward, okay? Anton arrives to take Deb to lunch, so they go outside. They go outside at a... a what is like a um, table or whatever, and he had a lunch with him. I forgot what it was, and then Dexter joined, and then Lundy sits there at the table, and man, you can cut the tension with a knife, you know. And poor Anton, who's not in law enforcement, is totally left out. You know, they're like, "What are you guys working on?" Oh, okay, you know, and they're all like, you know, into the case and all of that, and he's just looking like a fool, sitting there, you know. So what's up, guys? Guys, what you doing, guys? Guys, guys, remember me? I I helped out a lot. Remember? <laughs> yeah. No, like, go be cool somewhere else, dude. <laughs> Poor guy. <sighs> all right, so uh, um, so at night. Dexter, who was wearing a ski mask, decides that he's going to uh, sneak up on Jesse to try to scare him out of being the neighborhood vandal. Be- before he can get to Jesse, one of the funniest scenes in Dexter ever happens, where the neighborhood watch actually uh, comes out of nowhere to protect what they think is the neighborhood vandal against Jesse. <laughs> So they start chasing uh, Dexter all through the neighborhood. That is fucking hilarious. Oh man, that's a funny scene. When I rewatched it, I remember just dying. It was, uh, you know, dying. And what was, so, you know, what's so funny about that scene was Dexter was never in fear. His whole thing was kind of like annoyed more than anything. Like, let me go ditch these assholes. You know, like not even like I don't think for one second he he thought they were good enough to catch up to him. You know, he was pretty cocky. In that scene. Yeah, then here's the thing: they weren't. <laughs> right. <laughs> they are a terrible uh, neighborhood watch. Yeah, all they all they good for is watching. There is a mob of them, and they can't catch one guy. <laughs> they can't even give a description of the guy. <laughs> oh 
Oh man, that was hilarious! And then he, he jukes him out, and it's funny when he walks back to his house, and the, the spotlight comes on, and he's all like, uh, you know, uh, he's all like, ah, you know, kind of annoyed. Yeah, he was wrapped up like a deuce, another runner in the night. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> all right. So the next morning, Dexter and Rita are shown that the vandal broke into a car and let it roll onto their lawn, crushing Cody's bicycle. So sad. Oh, the okay. poor kid that has an obsession with a really jerky dude. <laughs> All right, so we we go back to the scene of uh, Carla's uh, uh, fake suicide, uh, the Trinity second kill, and Vince Masuka is doing a uh, like kind of an experiment where he's dropping dummies out of, from the from the same point um, where Carla jumped, and it's a way to try to find out exactly you know what she pushed, did she commit suicide? And it seemed like he dropped like a lot of dummies. It was quite a bit of dummies that that uh, Masuka was pushing out. <laughs> so they were trying to figure it out. Uh, Quinn. Is pissed to learn that Vince got the f- football tickets from Dexter. Because remember, these are like hush tickets, you know. Like I'm gonna give you these mm-hmm. tickets, you know. So anyway, so we go down. We we flash. Down, I mean, you know, down on the bottom, Lundy's talking to Dexter, and he says the next Trinity murder should be a man getting bludgeoned. And Lundy thinks that there has been 15 Trinity cycles. In total, and he thinks that Trinity must be like a lone wolf, much like you know, much like himself. You know, a person who is, you know, uh, lives alone. No family. No family. No, um, yeah. And, and, and can we? And yeah. A little bit later, we're gonna, we're gonna. This that is gonna go towards. Well, do we think Lundy's good at his job or not? Later on, we'll we'll bring that back up again. So let's let's. We will either confirm or deny Lund- Lundy as a good detective. <laughs> we we he'll can do either a whole be, show about how much Lundy really sucks. <laughs> he'll, he'll either be prophetic, or he will just die of embarrassment. <laughs> you know, he's starting to look like the Wizard of Oz. You know, <laughs> like. You know, like the wizard's supposed to be all big and bad, and he's just some guy behind a curtain. <laughs> Nobody ever decided to close the curtain in Lundy's case. <laughs> all right, so we cut to Trinity at home, and he's pouring uh, the substance that he wiped near, because uh, he put the substance near Carla's uh, uh, body. Um, um okay he now this substance um he wiped it near Carla's body and then he took it and then he put it in an urn it's like ash right if if i remember correctly it was something like ash you know um, you remember <laughs> trinity then pours a, a glass of scotch uh and places it in front of the empty seat next to him and then he says drink up you're next. That's kind of spooky. 
<laughs> you know. uh, from my dead homies. <laughs> okay, not really. <laughs> so what okay. happens next? Alright, so moving right along. Okay, um so Quinn confronts Dexter about his attempts to make it make good. And you know, he turns furious when Dexter refers to him as a dirty cop. Quinn thinks that Dexter doesn't understand what it is to to be like a cop, you know. Because, you don't know, you know what it's like to be on the streets, man. Because <laughs> they don't really see, you know, a lot of cops don't see, you know, like a blood spatter analyst as a cop. You know, he's just a nerd, you know. Like, he doesn't do like what we do, you know. That, that's the kind of the attitude, you know, that, that's at play. Yeah, yeah. So, now this is another shitty scene. I mean, not shitty scene in that it sucks, you know, the show-wise, but just shitty as the, per- the you know, these characters, <laughs> you know. Uh, dri- Deb drives Dexter home, and the two of them sit in front of Dexter's house before he goes in. And Dexter is complaining about his home life, like how crowded it is there and how he wants to get away and all that. And Deb is talking about, man, it'd be so much better. It was so much better when, when Anton would go away on his cruises, and you know. But he, you know, she's like complaining that he took a job close so he can be around her more. And then Deb even says, "Wow, we kind of suck because uh, we're complaining about two people that love us." I, I just thought that scene was indicative of a lot of things about people. Um, yeah, they're kind of like their dad. Right. Mm. So oh, deep. Sorry. So, uh, um, okay. So Maria uh, or La Guarta, uh tells Angel that she's concerned with people seeing them get close. You know, they don't want their relationship to be. To be uh, outed And you know Angel is like You know I, I think Angel always wanted People to know Like he's excited You know He he wants people to know Right But he understands That he could mess up Their job situation You know yeah, He's that guy Right We talked yeah. about it before He He doesn't Just wear his heart On his sleeve It is permanently Tattooed mm. Now the next scene is one of the best scenes in Dexter history. You know, Christine, that hot, uh, the hot um, uh, journalist, is giving uh, Quinn a, a massage, back massage, topless. And Quinn just spills the beans about Lundy, that he's back in town, and that he's looking in the serial killer. I'm just like, dude, he just burned you, <laughs> you know, like. She just burnt you, you know, like, but he's already, I guess that topless massage did the trick. So, anyway. Um, so then, you know, then we flash Lundy and Deborah. They're at a Chinese, they're at uh, a restaurant working on the Trinity case, and you start to see that Lundy and Deb is getting close, right? Mm-hmm. And Anton calls. And she does the 
she first of all she walks a little bit away from uh Lundy and then she kind of tells one of those little tiny lies, you know. Oh, I'm working late. And, you know like I mean she is working late, but you know what I mean? So anyway, so um and then she basically tells, you know, Anton that that she is uh going to be busy that night. So anyway, so uh we go back to Dexter. He's near, uh Dexter has a, a, a smash nearby as he breaks into uh, Jesse's home. He's he's back in his neighborhood. So the plan is to wait in the imp- wait into uh Jesse's room until he, until uh, Jesse gets back. But Dexter's stunned to find that Jesse's asleep in his own bed. And then he fears that he hears the real vandal, and it's the father. Um, he comes back in the house and with his ski mask on and confronts uh, Andy, the father. And they get into a fight. And uh, for a minute, Andy, had, Andy was uh, getting at him, but uh, Dexter is able to... Uh, Stop the dad, and uh, basically he tells him. Basically he tells him that he isn't going to stop. He isn't going to stop uh, being the vandal, but Dexter threatens him by threatening uh, Jesse's life, and then that is what gets him to stop, and he promises he will stop, and then Dexter. So Dexter, you know, has done what he set out to do, stopping the vandal. Then he goes back home. And as he's going back home, uh, he walks by the house, and that stupid light, floodlight, shines him in the face. So Dexter picks up a rake and just starts beating it in. And uh, just as he does that, Rita walks in. And there you go. In end of episode. So that was the end of Blinded by the Light. Um No more wrapped up, lack a deuce and another run. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the boss uh the boss is asking for you to stop. If I if I uh if I do any more, you might have to pay some sort of uh thing. Yeah, and, and it won't even be about, uh, um, it'll just be about, you know, messing up his music. <laughs> oh, be a million dollars. That's how much the rights cost? No, that's how much you disrespected me. <laughs> All right. So, uh, that was, uh, episode three of Dexter. Um, so, yeah, do you want to do another one or do you want to, um, Friday? Let's do another one. Are you sure? Dexter, Season 4, Episode 4, Dex Takes a Holiday. Premiere date, October 18, 2009. Written by Melissa Rosenberg and Wendy West. Directed by John Dahl. It is the fourth episode in Season 4. And, uh, well, Rita goes goes to a wedding that allows Dexter to have a little time to himself. And that's the gist of it. Yeah. Oh, more happened? Uh, a little bit. 
Bit. Okay, well, would you like me to start off? My notes are a little more extensive on this. Sure. And by my notes, I mean the notes somebody else put together. Yeah. Hey, I'm just keeping it real. Okay, so Dexter packs up Rita and the kids to, to uh, you know, attend a wedding. And they're like, you know, enjoy your freedom. <laughs> and, uh, you know... Well, she she says the kids left him a present, and Dexter goes inside and finds a stupid I mean a, a cute little uh, coffee mug that says "I love Dad" and has the kids' names on it and the baby's you know handprint on the bottom. It looks really cute if you're into that sort of thing. Um, and uh, Dexter thinks three days. He has uh, 72 hours to recharge his batteries, <laughs> and he'll be recharging them with another woman. Yeah. Creepy, huh? So, Dexter goes to the firing range where he watches Officer Zoe Kruger a police officer who survived a home invasion in which her husband and daughter were killed and uh, injured herself during the attack. She survived, is back on duty, and Dexter thinks she is responsible for the deaths herself. He pays a call on a fellow colleague who discussed the case at a blood spatter conference. He felt the blood evidence at the scene which belonged to the supposed attacker. A drug dealer named Darius Ray was questionable. Hmm. Kruger had roughed up Ray the day before the murders, and it was assumed he invaded the home in retaliation. So, Dexter is spending time with another woman again. <sighs> and it's another woman that... Well, I guess he wasn't really planning on killing out British crazy light, hey? Didn't think you'd hear that voice again, did you? Anyway, Dexter's colleagues share his theories. Maybe she provoked the confrontation with Ray? And Dexter's all like, you know, doing that whole, well, what happened? And he was apparently gunned down in a gang-related incident. You see see the emphasis I put on those words? How um, basically it means he doesn't believe it for a second. Yeah. And, uh... Dexter's colleague says, if I'm right here, you know, if I'm right, there's a monster roaming around free. And then Dexter's like, with a gun and a badge. I think I did it better than the first time. Anyway, uh, Lundy's going through the Trinity case files. And uh, Dexter walks in on uh, Lundy and Deb looking through evidence related to Trinity. And they're all talking about how he's repeating this pattern. Because, you know, I don't know if you knew this, but serial killers have patterns. Yeah. Which lead to yeah. them get caught. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, first of all, I don't remember the exact dialogue exchange, but if they're, like, talking about how this is a major breakthrough. He's repeating a pattern. It's like, hmm. Yeah. 
you do understand what serial and serial killer means, don't you? No, remember he's not that good. It's just one of the, one of those things that makes you go, oh, Lundy, 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 Lundy. <sighs> anyway, La Cuarta comes into the lab and throws, you know, some looks around and kicks Lundy out. And uh, on his way out, Lundy's like. And Dexter's all like, yeah, I know the feeling. Did, did I get lost? Yeah, you said that he threw, threw her out and then you kind of you went away for a minute. Oh, um. And, uh, well, Lundy is like on his way out. He's like, you ever feel like you're this close to nabbing somebody? It's a good feeling. And I was like, Dexter, yeah, Dexter knows that feeling. Dexter knows that feeling very well. Oh, yeah. Well, Lundy, um, uh, I'm sorry, I lost train of thought here. Uh, he, uh, goes to a library where the Trinity Killer shushes a, no, Lundy's in the headlines, and Trinity shushes a gaggle of teen girls for talking, uh, too loud. Um, yeah, editing people, editing. There's punctuation needed here. He, uh, starts looking, uh, you know, at photographs and blueprints and sees the, uh, article about Lundy coming back to Miami to hunt a serial killer. So, of course, he gets nervous. Why? Because, you know, he could get him. I was going to say because um, he doesn't really know that Lundy is not a very good uh, uh, catching guy at all. Yeah, he's not very well. Yeah. Yeah, if he knew uh, Lundy's track record in Miami, he would be like, huh? The the serial killer hunter in Miami? He's like the Miami Marlins. I need a sandwich. (laughs) <laughs> and you know, and that would be the end of that. Well, Angel and uh, I'm sorry, Angel and La Huerta are talking about the vacation murders. You know, you know the vacation murders and uh, the impact of their secret relationship being discovered. Ooh, yeah, that makes sense. Secret. And La Huerta is insistent about going public. Like, I think we should inform the press about our relationship. And um, she's concerned that it'll be a distracting issue and it might, you know, be something brought up in trial if the case is solved. You know, for a group of cops that, you know, now I'm not even going to say that because I just realized Miami Metro is no good at catching people either. No, they 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 don't they can't identify serial killers very well. 
No, they can't. And when, once they do identify people, um, they don't have a very good track record of bringing them in or convicting them or keeping them alive to face the rest of their lives or death in jail. <laughs> well, Dexter follows the evidence in Zoe's case and examines the evidence from the Kruger's crime scene. And uh, as a cop, Zoe has been you know, to plenty of crime scenes. She knows uh, what should be there and what shouldn't. She knows how to arrange things properly to make it look like it should. So no prints, no blood. Uh, she must have worn gloves. And she must have still been wearing gloves when she shot herself. And Dexter notices a photograph of her arm uh, from the case file and a like a blank spot on her wrist where there was blood on her arm. Uh, well, there wasn't blood on her arm where it should have been, you know, because of the whole, well, that's where the blood spatter goes. Is Dexter the and, only person at Miami Metro that knows how to... The hunt down uh, killers? No, Masuka is also really, really good at his job. Okay. And um, Angel is really good at his job. As long as that job has nothing to do with murder. <laughs> he's, he's tracking down people and making arrests left and right, but, you know... You would think that uh, he would be do a better job of catching killers since he works in homicide. Just I thought that was a prerequisite. Yeah, yeah. Miami Metro Homicide doesn't really catch a whole lot of killers. Hmm. Well, Deborah's on the phone talking about Trinity and uh, with Lundy when Anton comes home. Dun dun dun. <laughs> And he knows she's been talking to Lundy by the tone of her voice. And he's like, it goes up a notch every time you talk to him. <laughs> and Deb's like, no, we're just friends. We're just professional. We're just working on a case together. You have nothing to be jealous of. My God. Maybe I'll convince myself that. I know um, that's not really a good Deb impression, but... Bear with me. It's quite horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, poker night. Zoe's at home um, with all of her, like, cop buddies. Uh, so, Dex has to call off the kill for that night. But, um, Trinity is laying in wait behind a tavern. And a man comes out. And then a woman. And then a second man. And then Trinity comes out. And he calls him something. Do you remember what he calls him? He goes, eh, uh, it. <laughs> no, he calls him a cunt. No, uh, okay, I thought he said faggot. And then I think, like, yeah, his first one is cunt. What did you say? And 
and he's like, you're a cunt. And then, you know, they're like, fuck off. And then TK, um, Trinity Killer's like, fucking pussy. And, uh, he, he takes a couple of punches and then he, uh, says, come on, you had it. You had it. What does he call him? Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, it's your fault. Oh, your fault. And then, uh, um, the guy walks away and Trinity just washes him. So the next morning, Wait, Dexter. Okay, now that, that scene like Becca, I, is a part of his, uh, that's a part of his, uh, his cycle is, I guess that's his way of washing his sins by letting himself get beat up. What do you think? Well, I think um, I can't really discuss what is the real reason, mm-hmm. but we will find out later okay, uh, exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think it has a lot to do with uh, him preparing for his next kill. All right, go ahead. So the next morning, Dexter visits um, Zoe, uh, Zoe's house, and Kruger. You know, it's an open house, and she's selling it. After all, you know, her husband and kid were killed in there. Um, the real estate agent's like, you know, let me show you. It's special wonders and blah 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 blah. So Dexter then uh, roams around the house um, looking for evidence. And so he's just wondering, where did you put the gloves? Where did you put the gloves? He's obsessed with these gloves. Why? Because, well, in my mind, it's whenever Dexter does something like this, he's like, what would I do? How could I do this better? It's like a yeah, one-upsmanship kind of thing. Like, if he can find their flaws, it helps him uh, fix any that he might have in the future. So, um, he's, you know, he looks around, he's like, uh, no matter what she did to him, there there would be something. Uh, if she burned them, there would be residue. Uh, and uh, as he's looking in the fireplace, Zoe walks up behind him and, and offers to take him on a tour. So, as they're walking around, um, he's like, my daughter would go crazy for this room. And Zoe shows him into her uh, dead daughter's room. And Texas like, why are you selling? And Zoe tells him that she and her husband are separating and that their daughter is with him. Which is kind of true. Yeah, they're separating, and the daughter's with them, but it's kind of an awkward thing to say if you're innocent of killing your husband and daughter, don't you think? Yeah. So Dexter's like, so you're single. It's a good thing Rita's not around. (laughs) She would blow that way out of proportion. She'd be like, I can't believe you're doing it again, and he's like, no, no, no! I'm, I, I, I'm just gonna kill her. I swear. 
Oh, she doesn't know a secret. It would have solved a lot of their relationship's issues if um, she knew what was going on, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, you know what's so funny, though, about this scene is just the way that they have, like, this kind of uh, um, interplay with each other, you know? Uh, I mean, we've seen it before on the show, but I think this one was really good because, you know, we know, you know, we know um, how, you know, that... uh, that uh, what's her name, Zoe Kruger? We know what yeah. she's about, but you know, and we Dexter knows what she's about, but she doesn't know that Dexter knows, you know, and the way that Dexter is kind of playing her, getting her to say different things and whatnot. So, I don't know it just was really good. Yes, and that's why Dexter keeps looking around the house, and he just keeps telling himself like, "Follow the blood, follow the blood," and you know he's. Got crime scene photos and thinking about them room to room, reconstructing everything in his head. And then he walks into the kitchen and we get one of those, um, I, I don't know what you call it. It's like a push focus and it's like eh, the garbage disposal. He turns it on and he's like, it's broken. The real estate agent comes into the room and he's like, it's broken. I can fix it. Uh, so Dexter uh, dismantles it and digs around and finds um, a sliver of blue nitriol, the material police protective gloves are made of. If the glove fits, and he stashes the glove fragment in a Ziploc evidence bag as Zoe and the agent come into the kitchen and praise him for being so yeah, handy. <laughs> and Zoe's like, uh, what? <laughs> That's what she kind of gets a clue. Because unlike everybody else uh, in that department, it looks like uh, she's a good cop. Which is kind of strange because how can a bad cop be a good cop? If you know what I'm saying. Right. Deep. Anyway, Lundy and Deborah <clears throat> are eating dinner, and uh, you know they're talking about where is Trinity going to strike next. They decide that they're going to stay at uh, or, or stake out a location um, uh, at a bar. And they start talking about Anton's jealousy and Lundy kind of confesses, my feelings are complicated. I don't know what to say. And Deborah's all like, (laughs) and then leaves. Like if it wasn't bad enough, <clears throat> her feelings being so conflicted, and then suddenly he's like, "My feelings are conflicted too." <sighs> Dickhead. <laughs> so 
<clears throat> Dexter goes to the lab where he discovers Inhel. And Dexter's, you know, like, is there a break in the vacation workers case? <laughs> and Inhel is like, I'm having intimate relations with La Guerta. And Dexter replies, Congratulations. <laughs> and then um, something that we're going to see a lot of is Angel asks Dexter for advice <laughs> <laughs> because for some reason he thinks they're like best buds yeah he's a weird guy <laughs> although again Angel is the kind of guy that you would want to be friends with oh yeah he's a great guy so he's like, should I come clean with the brass or, you know, how that would define the relationship? And Dex was like, next thing you know, you're moving in. Your life is gone. It's just kids and neighbors, painted mugs. And, and, and. Ah. So, no, Dexter is not really the treasure trove of advice that he normally would be. And then uh, Deb uh, confronts Quinn about Christine, you know, the reporter. Oh, yeah, the hot reporter. Yeah. And she's like, why are you giving stories to the girl that you're banging? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then... All he had to do was show a picture of her, and then she'd have been like, oh, shit, I understand. Yeah, yeah, you would think. But oh, um, oh yeah, she's hot. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I, she'd be like, "Hey, I'll give her some stories for some stories." Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, that, that's her. Um, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> oh, I understand. Like on hell, we're gonna break up. <laughs> <laughs> but um. She walks in when he's like, uh, you know, no, we're not seeing each other. And she's like, huh? And he's like, you never had me. Find yourself another source. Basically telling her, yeah, I was using you, not the other way around. You just happened to find a way to use me too. So, bam. So Dexter's looking at the glove and he finds gunshot resonant with blood and can which he concludes belongs to Darius Ray, and he thinks ahead to when he will have his date with Zoe. Yes. But you know, Dexter's dates don't always end well. Mm-hmm. In fact, they never end well. Yeah, even not the ones that, where that don't. kind of date. Saying even the ones where he doesn't kill people, um, like that first. Oh wait, <laughs> yeah, we talked about it, right? Uh, no, but it's okay. It's some pretty, pretty cool stuff. Uh, his first date with Rita? Yeah. It wasn't a very good one. But it was good enough to get... Oh, actually, you know what? We No, we didn't. No, but yeah, but it's fine. It's pretty cool stuff, though. So. Okay, so... Um... Mundy is speaking into a tape recorder and is looking at an office building that uh, it's basically standing where the Trinity Killer originally killed the bar-beating victim. 
And he comes out, and he spots Lundy, and hides behind a pillar. And he's like, I'm found. <laughs> I'm found. I'm, I'm not sure if I can do a good John Lithgow. So he walks towards Lundy. Yeah, because that's not suspicious at all. That man is hiding, and now he's walking towards me. Hmm. <clears throat> well, he walks towards Lundy and, you know, bumps into him and drops his keys. And then he's like, I'm sorry. And then uh, walks on. He leaves the keys. And Lundy picks them up and, you know, goes after him to return them. And uh, Trinity's running along the street and hops on a bus. And Lundy makes a note uh, describing Trinity. And this is what he says. He says, hair, gray. Eyes, blue. There's something in them. Okay, if he's so good, where he can just look at a guy and go, oh, you're a serial killer, possibly. Why can't he uh, catch anybody? I call BS on that scene, but anyway. If Trinity is so awesome, how come he just left his keys? Thank you. Now, I'm not taking away from the genius that is the show, but every once in a while you get something that makes you go, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, they're driving along. Dexter's driving along, and uh, <sighs> he's thinking to himself, maybe I do misread it in the kids. Huh. You know, because sometimes you had your fun, it's time to go back to the routine, right? <laughs> Well, uh, he calls Rita and hears the baby crying and the kids, like, being kids. And uh, Rita hangs up on him because she's being, like, all stressed out. And Dexter hears in the background, whoop, whoop. And uh, there's a police car behind him telling him to pull over. And guess who's driving? Kruger. Dokes, back from the dead. Uh no, 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 that I read that wrong. It's Zoe. Yes. Uh, in case you've forgotten in the last uh, two minutes, she's the one that might have killed her husband and kid. Oh, what a bitch. And he's like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> so uh, she's like, please get out of the car, puts his hands on the hood, and... She's like, I know who you are, and I know what you do. And she tells him that, uh, you know, she knows that her case file was pulled. And excuse me. She's like, Are you the kind of sicko who likes to watch a woman in pain? And he's like, That's funny. Well, a murderer calls somebody a sicko, but anyway. And like, not that kind of sicko. No. And. uh She's like, I'm letting you off with a warning. But a different kind of warning than a usual cop warning, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, later, Dexter's talking to Harry, and he's like, I'm not going to kill her. And Harry's like, no, no, dude, you got to. Son, really, come on, dude, really. Just because you got this killer cop, you know, on your ass, you, that's, no, 
you you got to kill her. And Dexter's like, hmm, well, I guess, but I'm going to need to play into her need to be in control. And then he gets a voicemail from Lundy, who's looking for Deborah, and that he had an interesting encounter that he wants to talk to Dexter about. Hmm. So Dexter calls... um, to request the file on Darius Ray, uh, hoping that Zoe gets the information quickly. And LaGuerta calls him into office to say that she knows Dexter knows about her relationship uh-huh. with Angel. And she's like, what should we do? And Dexter's like, huh? <laughs> Why is everyone asking Dexter about their relationships? This makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> but okay. Well, Zoe gets the uh, info pretty quick and is tailing him when she learns from the mall in the clerk's office that Dexter requested the blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, basically, everything I just said that was going to happen is happening. And she follows him outside her jurisdiction to a gas station. Dexter goes to the men's room and Kruger. Uh, Zoe follows him, closing the door behind and she pushes the file into his chest. And Dexter's like, what, are you going to murder me too? Like you murdered your family, your own daughter? <laughs> and he's like, and he like, I found the glove and blah, and you're going down, blah. And he's going to tell everybody, blah. And she pulls the gun and puts it to his head. And she's like, you see, you have been stalking me and you tried to rape me. And Dexter's like, not my type, bitch. Uh, okay, that's the gist and, of it. But um, And then they have sex, right? Yeah, total dirty. <laughs> in the men's bathroom of a gas station. Mm, sounds hot. Sounds like you catch something just by being in there. <laughs> Good <clears throat> Well, she's like, okay, tell him, and leaves. Because he knows. He knows she's going to come back. Well, Deb goes to see Lundy at the Blue Water Hotel, a fabulous resort in the heart of downtown Miami. It has all of the... I was reading a commercial. Okay. It sounds like you've been there before. (laughs) I'm not saying yes. But I'm not saying no. <laughs> Deb pushes her way in the room, planting kisses all over Lundy, and uh, <laughs> it says we're left to our imaginations what happens next. And it's like, no, we're pretty positive what happens next. There's not really any imagination involved. She, she's been looking for that uh, 80-year-old bone for a while. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Well... Uh, back at the old uh, Morgan Casa, Zoe is uh, well. He's waiting for Zoe to you know show up, and uh, when she does, they get into a, I guess an altercation, and she throws his "I love Dad" mug across the room. What a bitch! She hates kids. Breaks it. 
And then he gives her the injection and, of course, wakes up on his table. Confined, well, not his table. This, you get what I'm saying. She's tied up to the bed in her daughter's room. She's like, why are you doing this to me? And he's like, why did you do this to them? I'm sorry. Why did you do this to them? And then she's like, but it was him. And he's like, whatever. She's like, I couldn't breathe. Look at you. What kind of father does this? What kind of husband? And he's like, not the kind that kills his family. (laughs) And she's like, you can't hide what you are. And he's like, oh, I can. I'm better at it than you. (laughs) She's like, you will choose your life over theirs. And he says, I won't. I'd rather risk them knowing the truth than lose them. And then he has an epiphany. And he's like, I don't want to lose them. I don't. That's the difference between us. And then... A cat comes out? Yes. <laughs> no, he uh, he finishes off Madam Bad Cop once and for all. Next day, Rita calls Dexter from the road at his old apartment... Uh, where he he just stashed the slime. You know, he's putting his stuff away after the kill. And he goes home. He's got to quickly clean up the mess. You know, he's acting like a typical guy guy that had a weekend to himself. Oh, shit, i got to clean this place up. Um, except he was uh, in a struggle with someone that he eventually killed. <laughs> same, same concept, though. And uh, Rita... And the kids walk in. They're tired. And he's picking up the, uh, you know, the mug. And Rita's like, I missed you so much. And he's like, I missed you too. And he's like, yeah, strangely enough, I really, really did. So we're, we're, they cut to the final scene where Deb and Lundy are talking about whether or not she's a, quote, fuckwad for cheating on Anton. Yes, she is. Yes, absolutely. Yes, Deb, you are a terrible, terrible person. Uh-huh. You are awful. The man had the Skinner, which, by the way, the Vandal has a better uh, criminal name than the Skinner. <laughs> um, oh, wait, wait, so he was Mulder's boss, right? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Deb starts to leave. And then she hears a gunshot. She looks down. And she sees blood coming from her shirt. Two more shots. Lundy falls to the ground. They're both on the ground. We get a shot of Tev's perspective. And she sees the shooter pull something out of Lindy's pocket. And Deb is saying, Stay with me. Stay with me. 
and she loses consciousness as Lundy dies. Oh. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, it, no one should die for this, but does it make you uh, a little less not that concerned because of what she just did? <laughs> you know, like you know, like bitch. Karma's a bitch, isn't it? <laughs> you no, know, I'm just playing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you're wanting to call right now and tell Kente that he just ruined my dramatic reading of <laughs> a very tense moment from Dexter, season four, episode four. By all means. Do so down. Feeding biatch. Damn, never said wrong. Just, you know, and it was a moment, man. <laughs> no, um, you know, it, you know, it was a great episode, great ending. Um, not so great for uh, Deb and Mister Lundy there. Uh, Expert FBI profiler and the home wrecker, but uh, man, I wonder what's going to happen next. I'm really excited to find out. Well, yeah. we're going to have to do so on Friday. Yes. Well, we don't. We, we can probably watch the episodes, and as well can our our fellow Dexter fans or Harry's Code fans, uh, if you would like to be caught up. To where we are, and uh, maybe if you want to have something to say on Friday's show. Uh, so grab a pen and paper, cell phone, anything that you can use to record information, and Kente, one more time, give them the number so they can be ready to go Friday night. All right, area code 347-326-9541. Once again, for the slow people, area code 347 347- So this is the part of the show where we spend the last 10 minutes talking about all of the other projects we do, because we do a lot. All right, we'll run run through it real quick. On Tuesday, we have the playlist. Our guest, is her name is Gina, and uh, it should be a fantastic episode. On Wednesday, go ahead. On Wednesday, the Rio Radio Network proudly presents the Wednesday Night Showcase, kicking off at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Spricker.com slash user slash Ramsey. On that time slot, we have the Wingman Show. That's yours truly, going over who's doing what in Hollywood, not who's doing who. After that, um, things are kind of up in the air right now, so odds are we are going to get another fantastic edition of Jam Sessions. It's the music you love, but you just don't know it yet. And, of course, immediately following that at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard is the one and only the flagship show, Just Kicking It With Ramsey, where you can hear myself, The Rock Kente, say hello. Hello. The talented Mr. Keith, and the man himself, Ramsey, as we kick it. Real people, real talk, Just Kicking It With Ramsey. And that takes us Thursday night, sir. And Thursday night, we have the show called The Spotlight. 
and uh, it's a show where we talk about pop culture and what's going on. Actually, we like to talk about who's doing who on that show. <laughs> so uh, that that show is uh, every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, right here on Indie Radio, Indie Showcase Radio. And of course, every Friday, it's me and Kente doing Harry's Code, a Dexter podcast. Where we will find out about, well, Dexter. <laughs> I mean, we'll find out about Dexter. Yeah, Dexter Morgan. Dexter Morgan, what's going to happen to you, sir? <laughs> I don't know. But we're going to find out because the new season starts in under two months. Jeez, so we got to breeze through episode, uh, seasons four, five, and six, so... Uh, some weeks we're going to be on, I guess, Monday and Friday, right, to catch up? Hey, I'm happy to do it if you are, sir, and I hope the fans will be happy to listen to us. All right. Even if, You know what? I might be talking out of turn. Even if we have to do four consecutive episodes to catch up before leading up to the uh, day, we will finish the review. So one week we may, we may just do... Four straight episodes to to get them all in, but we will get them in. Well, we have eight left in this season, so I think right. if we're diligent, we can do that in at least three episodes. Mhm, mhm, mhm. All right. So with that said, uh, I guess we will see you on Friday for this show. Um, I'm Kente. I'm. Uh, I was going to say wingman. Well, I am the wingman, but I'm also Josh. And we will see you next week. Good night. I'm that's good.